the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Actually, a a relevant news story coming out of the mean streets of Helena, Montana. And luckily, we have the expert on television Mm -hmm. about the mean streets of Helena, Montana, a man who survived them somehow. Born and raised and uh, survived until I was 19 when I finally escaped uh, from the mean streets. And, uh, the harshest uh, climate for crime and brutality in America, the mean streets perhaps, of Hall. Perhaps the planet. Perhaps, perhaps the planet. The planet. Um, Someone would say Darfur. No. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so we the, spit at Darfur. In fact, it, it's so bad, a lot of times mm-hmm. you don't even hear about it. That's true. Yeah. Like well, if they it's don't gotten even so it, prevalent they that they it. just stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. but now they found something else to talk about uh they're trying to explain a confederate memorial in the city uh which is Mm -hmm. a granite fountain in hill park will soon be accompanied by a plaque explaining that it was part of a campaign to assert justice for the lost cause lost cause being the confederacy yeah i think so i I guess Mm -hmm. um like New Orleans and other places are removing their Confederate taking them memorabilia. Down. Yeah, they and it's they, you have unbelievable. to. But here's a northern state that wasn't even a state during the Civil War. For some reason, they've got uh, like a sympathetic uh, plaque going up in a fountain for the for the South to the daughters of the Confederacy. The proposed language for the sign seeks to give the fountain historical context and, in part, explains. That the United Daughters of the Confederacy, which, why would they have, why would any of them be in Helena, Montana? I don't know if you noticed that. It's right next door is Canada. Not Mexico or the Gulf of Mexico. Canada. Uh, anyway, they, the Daughters of the Confederacy, quote, openly supported the early Ku Klux Klan in its mission of white supremacy and worked to rewrite school textbooks to destroy history by romanticizing the Old South, unquote. City manager Ron Alls uh, said the city had previously approved the wording for the sign, but the language didn't fit. <laughs> didn't fit on this Oops. plaque, apparently, and so it had to be condensed. He says that they need to compare the revision to the original to be sure it meets the intent of the initial language. Uh, we'll get a sign up that's separate from the fountain. The fountain stays. It's not coming down. Yeah. Wow. Kind of weird. Uh, there's mean, a... 
it is really a kind of a strange kind of story. That, yeah. I love the sign that they, mm. they put on so much language it won't fit. Which is, <laughs> right. I, and so, but I mean, you're trying to say, look, this, they are like the, we don't support their lost cause of regaining slavery in the United States. And that happened in, what, 1916, the fountain says? So they were kind of still on this bandwagon pretty late. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Matt Walsh has an article up at The Blaze right now. You can uh, read our column. Um, uh, first, they tore down the Confederate monuments. Next, they'll come for the founders. Any doubt in your mind that that's true? No. 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 Not a, not a single doubt. Absolutely in 30 years or less. Oh, it'll be less than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving an outward timeline. Like, that they will be, there will be places all over America bringing down. I mean, they've already tried it uh, many times and some, to some success in, in certain areas. Well, they've tainted the legacy of the founders quite a bit, I think. You know, oh, by, yeah. by, by you know, continually harping on the rich, white, uh, racist, slave owner thing. And the fact that, yeah, okay, they did own slaves at the time. They, they did. Some. Um, some did. Some, some fought against it. Yeah. Uh, ben Franklin being one. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most uh, well-known. Some realized during the course of their lives that uh, this system that, was, that they inherited, by the way, they didn't start, uh, was wrong. Um, but because of the laws of the land at the time, they couldn't do a heck of a lot about it. They, I mean, people don't give them any credit at all for being in a really tough position because the laws of the state uh, disallowed them from doing anything about their uh, They couldn't free their slaves. It was illegal. They, they couldn't, uh, even on their death, they couldn't free the slaves. With an exception of like a one or two year period uh, around the time Washington died. So he was able to free his because uh, Virginia changed the law for a short time and then changed it right back after he died. Um, so Jefferson was bound by the by state law, and so people always say, "Well, he didn't even. If he was so against it, why didn't he free him? He didn't even free him when he when he died. He he couldn't. He couldn't by law. So uh, it, it was a tough situation for him, um, and uh, it, it wasn't something they started. It wasn't something they loved, uh, but they were they were kind of stuck in that process uh, and, and for a while. Surely that that is the case with some in the Confederacy. Right. I mean, like there's some people who were they lived in the South. They were maybe patriotic uh, for Mm -hmm. for their areas. Uh, They believed, you know, because everyone kind of twists the the idea now that state states rights had anything to do with it uh, is now mocked. However, uh, that wasn't the case for everyone. Yes, slavery was the overwhelming reason for the Civil War. Uh, Yes. And uh, you can go back and look at the the Mm -hmm. writings at the time. and I think it undercovered that. But it's not everybody. Everybody felt that way. A lot of people did feel. Uh, that states' rights were, uh, you know, whether it was this or anything else, is really important. Um, you know, I'm not defending, obviously, the, 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 their stance there. It's, it's horrific. Uh, but, I mean, to look at it in historical context, again, like if you name something for a, uh, for a person, and, his, it, you know, there, the, Matt Walsh at the end of the article points out that there is a Lenin statue, not for John, but for Vladimir. Uh, that stands in the United States. I think it's Seattle, maybe. There's one in New York. There's a, couple, there's a Stalin thing, I think, in New York. There's a bunch of weird things like that around the country. Do you want those torn down? Like, I don't want a Lenin or a Stalin statue anywhere in the United States, but man, I'm glad that we can memorialize the fact that there were a lot of people in this country who supported those nut jobs. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a his, mm. Now, you can say, well, maybe I don't want to, you know, like if, if someone, because there was a movement here that, that loved. Uh, Adolf Hitler and the way he did that. And they may have built mm-hmm. a, a Hitler statue at that time. Would I want it uh, re- removed from a public square? 
Yeah, you could certainly make that argument that I wouldn't necessarily want it in the public square. But it certainly should not be destroyed or torn down. It should be put up in a freaking museum with mm-hmm. a story about it around it. Yeah, I was. My my wife has uh, just fallen in love with this um, TV show that's on Netflix. I, I think it's from the BBC. It's a uh, it's it's like an HGTV show. Okay, one of the where they're looking for a house. Only this is this involves the. Uh, uh, English countryside. So they're always showing people mm-hmm. a house, a really nice house a, or, or a cottage out in the English uh, countryside. And they were they, on this one episode, they're at this beautiful house with a backdrop. And they're talking about, and I think it was available for sale, but they're saying this was actually, uh, this actually was the house of celebrated author uh, George Bernard Shaw. Mm. And they talked about how celebrated and wonderful he is. Yeah. And that this is his house. And, like, you can live here now in this historic place. Well, George Bernard Shaw was a douchebag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Do you think that would rub off if you bought the house? <laughs> I don't know. It might. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in his hideous house where he's, he's uh, glorifying eugenics and telling people that if you can't produce as many potatoes as you're consuming, and we need to kill you. Yeah, that was his argument. He we said you should stand you. in front of a panel and uh-huh. uh, make your case as and to... And justify your existence! That's the way he put it. Wow, that's pretty Nazi. Yeah, very Nazi. And he was very much in support of those things at the time. Yeah. Um, and very a very big eugenics guy, which is, you know, very similar to me, to the overpopulation talk that happens today. It's the same stuff. Like it's They the don't say, hey, well, let's get people in camps and gas them. They just say that, well, you know, we shouldn't give... Uh, you know, we really shouldn't give the cheapest forms of energy to the third world. What do you think happens there? What do you think happens uh, when you don't give uh, the cheapest forms of energy to the people in the third world? They die. That's what happens. Uh, so you can make it mm-hmm. seem like it's this wonderful thing. You're trying to save the earth. It's really the, the, the ramification is you're putting the earth over people, over humans. You're, mm. you're taking the, you know, their, the chance at life away. Um, but in the reason why I got so obsessed with George Bernard Shaw and those comments many years ago was because I went to a, which was basically a diner, this wonderful little diner where you go in there and you have, you know, those awesome thick grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, no, and, Stu, oh, I this don't. Thick bread and like all that American cheese just <laughs> dripping down the sides. <laughs> I went to one of those places and as I was awaiting that uh, delicious grilled cheese. Uh, I looked out at the menu, and they had fit quotes from people you should know and love. And there was a quote from George Bernard Shaw. And I went thinking, how the hell could a diner be putting a quote from this freaking genocidal eugenics maniac mm-hmm. on, their di- on their menu? And the reason is, no one knows. Ignorance. Ignorance. Complete ignorance. Like the guy, the, the host of the show that was talking about him, I, I'll bet you $1,000 he had no idea that he was talking about a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I bet he had no idea. And while he didn't commit genocide, he certainly would have supported it. Yes. For anybody he deemed too stupid, uh, too uh, handicapped, or j- the wrong color, um, you know, you're going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> it will kill you nicely. Don't get me wrong. And in fact, that's he was one of the uh, proponents of developing a gas to kill people. Yep. Um, and it's hard, he said, a humane guess. Right. A humane guess right. was his quote. Um, it's hard to look back at that and, and put it in the context of the time. But you can look back at George Bernard Shaw and make a fairly 
viable argument that, like, look, this is what people believed. It was scientific consensus at the time. People believed that, that you should kill people who are genetically inferior. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's less defensible than the slavery argument because, number one, as you point out, it was, it was law. Number two, it was the established tradition of the time. That's, mm-hmm. This is what people did, as horrible as it was. It's what people did. Um, here with, with George Bernard Shaw, this is a new idea. They're like, hey, here's a good new idea. We should kill everyone that's not genetically superior like us. And right. he, he jumped on that bandwagon with many people uh, in the realm of science at the time and, and, and supported that. Um, it's not defensible. None of it's defensible, including, by the way, uh, the founders that didn't fight for uh, abolition. I, I do believe that they should have realized by their own rules that all men are created equal. They should have realized uh, that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be born into something that makes you an inferior person. Like, I, I think that that's something they should have realized. However, they were going against the grain there. They were trying to overturn hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of human tradition. Uh, and luckily, they eventually got there. Yeah. Now, that's another thing we kind of forget. They got there. They actually got it done. And many of the founders at that time fought against it. Yeah, Hard. Definitely. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 